and welcome back. My name is Marissa Hagler. My pronouns are she, her, and welcome back to Hurling Through Hard Times. Let me start off with a happy Pride Month, everybody. I don't think I've said that in a previous episode, and since this episode is all about Pride Month and the LGBTQ plus community, what better time to wish it to everyone? I'm super excited about today's episode just because I... Being a part of this community has been such an amazing experience for me. I can't wait to share more about it in this episode. So today's episode is hurtling through being a part of the LGBTQ plus community because I have a lot of straight friends and some of them know that this is them that I'm shouting out right here, but they've asked me a lot of questions about being a part of this community and what it means, like questions about being gay in general. And I don't know, I think it's really exciting that people care enough to like ask questions and not feel awkward about it. So today's episode is kind of dedicated to anyone that needs to know a little bit more about the Pride and LGBTQ plus community, what it means, and just to feel more prepared in society when you're approached with this topic. So yeah, let's get straight into things. Okay, so before I get the ball rolling on everything that has to do with Pride, I first wanted to do a life update, a couple quick shout outs, and then we'll get into the episode. So first off, I'm still working off of my portable mic. Um... Yeah, that's that's that. Um, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to anyone that bought keychains. Thank you so much. We raised quite a good amount of money to give to the Trevor Project for LGBTQ plus rights. So thank you. Another quick shout out to the Stray podcast with um, their host, Emma. I recently just starred on an episode in her podcast. It was super awesome. Um, it was all about the Pride community, which is what I'm kind of going to be refreshing everyone on in my episode today. But if you want kind of more of an in-depth thing about Pride, how it started, everything, go check out Emma's. She's literally amazing. She's such an awesome human being. If you like my podcast, you'll probably love hers as well. So go check it out. Um, And then I I just wanted to give a quick life update about everything going on with me this past week because it feels like it's been forever since I've made an episode, but I literally made an episode like what, last Thursday? And it's Thursday again today. Well, not for you guys listening, but for maybe, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, but basically this past week, I've spent a lot of that time traveling. So the past seven days, I've, I've visited four states. Um, after I filmed my episode from last week on Friday, I traveled to Milwaukee for the Rex Orange County concert, which was amazing for anyone who cares. It was life-changing. It was so awesome. Um, before that, I was in Indiana for Indian. Whoa. <laughs> I was in Indiana for an Andy Grammer concert, which was really awesome. I went to both of those with my partner, D. And then Friday, no. Yeah, Friday night, we stayed in Milwaukee um, in Wisconsin. And then at like 4 a.m. on Saturday, we had to get up and D drove me to the airport. And I had, I, words are hard today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I left for the, um, my like big vacation for the month, which was in New Orleans where I got to visit my best friend Kaylee. And that trip was an experience. Let me tell you, that was crazy. But we did go to Florida for a day. So I got to visit Florida and we went to Pensacola Beach and it was very pretty. Highly recommend anyone that wants to go to a beach in Florida. It's like right towards the border with like Alabama and everything. So yeah, highly recommend all of that. I had so much fun. I just was so grateful that I was able to get out of town for another week and spend time with my best friend and her family and everyone. So that was awesome. I also got to see my other best friend, Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. That was awesome. Um, Seeing him was great. We also got to go on like a surprise trip on the bayou. So I got to see my first ever gators, which was for anyone that knows me, it was like a mind blowing experience because ever since I first went there, I wanted to see a gator. We didn't see it the first trip. I was so, I was way too depressed about this. Like 
I just wanted to see a gator and I didn't get to see one and I like lost my mind and I was so sad and then they made sure that I got to see one this time. So it was very exciting overall. I also tried my first ever stuffed snowball. I don't know if I mentioned that already. I don't think I said that already, but it was very good. It's basically like uh, like a snowball of ice, like a snow cone, but on the inside of it, it's like ice cream. So it's like ice surrounding ice cream and it was so good and it sounds gross. I'll give it to you. It does kind of sound gross, but it was life-changing and I loved it and I highly recommend everyone go try it. That's, <laughs> that's that. That's my life update. Super excited. I'll also be at Pride this weekend in Chicago. Super excited about that as well. Yeah. So now after that kind of life update, shout outs, whatever, whatever, we can finally get into what color is your heart today? What color are you feeling in your body? And for me, <laughs> I'm feeling a bit rainbowy. I feel like that's on the appropriate thing that I should say today is that I'm feeling like the entire rainbow because it's Pride Month. I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling good. I'm finally home after a really long flight delay. Oh yeah, that happened. My flight also got canceled last night, so I was stuck in New, or New Orleans an extra night. That was horrible, but we got here. We figured it out. Um, but today, I'm just happy to be home, so I'm definitely a rainbow in honor of Pride Month. So I recently read a book that kind of goes with the theme of today's episode. It's called This Book is Gay, and I know, surprising. <laughs> Wonder what it's about. Um, but it was a really interesting read for me. Um, I learned a lot. One of the reasons that I decided to do this episode was because I realized that I never fully educated myself on what the pride community meant. So this episode is kind of something where I got to do more research and learn more for myself. And I decided why not? Let's share it with everyone else in honor of pride month. So first I'm going to get into a couple of definitions. This is just going to be a quick go through of the LGBTQ plus community. So a lesbian is someone, it's a woman that usually likes other women. So you like strictly only like other women in a physical, romantic, or emotional attraction. Uh, the term gay, it can go for anyone that likes people of the same sex. This is usually towards males, but some people prefer to go by just gay in general, even if they identify as a woman. So it's kind of up to them, but gay usually means that it's anyone that like someone of the same gender. Next, we have bisexual, which is a person that has a physical, romantic, or emotional attraction to people of the same gender or of another gender. This usually has to do with two people because then the next one being pansexual is having an attraction to kind of just like anyone, basically. So, bisexual usually means two genders, but because bi means two, um, but it's not always limited to that. But a lot of people that identify as bi are also pan or pan or bi. Like, it kind of just intertwines those two. Next is the umbrella of being transgender. So, this is definitely an umbrella term. But it's anyone that there are, like, gender identity or gender expression differs from what they were assigned at birth with sex. So, people that are transgender have a wide variety of terms that I highly recommend you look up because I didn't know that there was more than just the transgender term. So this is something that I definitely recommend everyone go look up and learn more about. Um, some people that are transgender want to go under surgery or take steps to get hormones from doctors in order to kind of correct the things in their body that aren't how they feel. So like from a whoa, from going from male to female or female to male. It kind of just depends on what anyone prefers. And then the last two that we're going over today are queer and questioning. They both stand for the Q, obviously, 
but queer is someone whose sexual orientation does not include being heterosexual. So typically people that identify as queer, they just don't like the terms lesbian, gay, or bisexual because it feels very limiting. It feels like they're kind of being trapped in a box. So by saying queer, it kind of just goes under a huge umbrella of like, I'm not straight, but I'm like not identifying as gay. The next one is questioning. So the Q can also stand for questioning. This means that it's someone who's questioning their sexual orientation or gender identity. So I honestly feel like everyone falls into the LGBTQ plus community because of this Q because everyone goes through a point in their life where they are part of this community because they are questioning whether or not this is their sexuality. And it's not always the case, but people do usually question like, do I like women? Do I like men? Like things like that. I feel like everyone goes through a stage in their life, whether they stay in that or not, that they are questioning their sexuality, figuring out who they are. So those are all of the terms that I have for you guys. Next, we're going to kind of get into the story of how I discovered that I was gay, which is a story everyone loves. <laughs> so let's just start from the beginning. Basically, I came into freshman year and I had a boyfriend freshman year. Um, I did not want to kiss him, did not want to like have any interactions with him physically, but he ended up being my first kiss. It was fine but I did not like it. It was weird. <laughs> um, and then I got into track season of my freshman year and I became friends with this girl who was openly gay. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's attractive. Like I like her. And it was like really weird for me, but I started to become like best friends with her. And I became best friends with her in the way of like, I want to be with you all the time. Like basically we're dating without any of like the physical stuff. Um, so that happened. She was also older than me, which was, like, a little bit weird because I had never dated anyone, like, up that. Like, she was, like, a junior when I was a freshman and I just, like, didn't usually go, like, older like that. So it was just weird. Um, But after I started to become really good friends with her, there was this girl who was also on the track team who also liked this girl. And she spread a rumor that I was gay literally around the entire school. Like, I had seniors coming up to me that I didn't even really know that were, like, I heard a rumor that you were gay and I was like I literally don't even know your name like why do you know who I am it was so weird um but then I had friends from other schools texting me saying like oh I heard that you were gay blah blah and I went into complete denial and I was like no I'm not gay I've never thought about being gay like I'm just best friends with this girl like that means nothing blah 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 and it wasn't even that like being gay was bad it was just that I was like internally homophobic to myself and I was like I have always been expected to be with a man and that's what I'm gonna do so, needless to say, I did not like that girl after freshman year. I never actually liked her. And it just, it was just kind of a full circle, full circle moment. Because I was like, I'm going to end up getting the girl and you won't. But okay, period. So, I got out in my freshman year. That kind of scared me back into the closet for about a year. Um, and then, during the end of sophomore year, I kind of started talking to that same girl again. She did have a girlfriend at the time. Um... This is where the part gets a little bit scandalous because she wanted to be with me, but then she, like, wanted to be with her girlfriend. That was, like, a whole, like, love triangle that I hated being a part of, but I was, like, I want this girl. Like, I'm not going to give up. Um, total homewrecker moment for me. That's okay, though. I didn't really do anything. Like, I did not, like, make any moves or anything. She was the one making moves on me while she was in a relationship, which should have been a red flag for me, but I was too much in, like, the, you're my first love stage. I need to have you, blah, blah, blah. So... <laughs> I'm just getting so deep into this story, actually. Um, 
But yeah, basically then at the end of my sophomore year, I started to kind of like experiment with other girls because like I wasn't going to be with someone that was in a relationship. And I decided that I was bisexual. The girls that I got with were also like girls that I should not have gotten with. Like it was like bad decisions on my part. I look back and that's probably like the one thing that I regret is like getting with these girls. I like knew them, but like I shouldn't have gotten with them. Like it was a bad idea. Anyway, um, then we lead up to like my the end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year, like, I experimented that summer, and then I also started talking to that girl again, because she broke up with her girlfriend, and I decided, like, okay, we're gonna date, and I told my parents, I came out to my parents, they were super awesome, my mom was the sponsor of Pride Club at her high school, so I didn't really have anything to be super worried about, but I was still nervous, um, everyone is, even if you know your parents are gonna be supportive, you still get nervous, but, it was fine. It was good. Um, we dated for about a year and I fully trauma bonded to her. And if you don't know what trauma bonding is, basically it means like you go through a lot of distressing things in your life and there's like one specific person that you will like bond yourself to. And then when that person leaves you, you're like heartbroken completely because like you feel that trauma all over again. Um, that's not the full definition of like trauma bonding, but like you can look it up anyway. So I trauma bonded to her and that's why it was so hard for me when we then broke up a year later I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know, like, how to be myself without her. I'd kind of define my personality around her, and it sucked. But I ended up getting into therapy. It was super helpful for me. Um, Then I decided to try to rebound. That didn't really work out. I, like, gave it, like, four or five months after we broke up to where I was then, like, okay, I'm going to try to do something with someone else. Like, I'm going to try a relationship. That didn't work out. Um, Quick side story. Basically, I tried to get with this girl. We started to date. I did not want to date her. Like, I knew it going into it. But then she wanted to date. So, I was like, okay, cool, we'll date. Um, and then I went to a therapy session and I was like, Jen, this, that's my therapist. I was like, I can't be with this girl. Like, this, I don't know what to do. And she was like, give me your phone. So, I gave her my phone and she basically texted the girl and broke up with her for me. Oh, not my proudest moment. Not my proudest moment. But it was so funny. And I hope you guys are, like, smiling or laughing at some point in this story because I'm laughing this entire time because, like... It's just so funny to look back on my life and be like, this is what happened. Like, this is, like, I wish I could write a book about my story at this point. Like, it's, it's just so funny. Anyway, so my therapist broke up with that girl for me. I don't really count as a relationship because we dated for, like, not even a week. And I was like, um, this is weird. Goodbye. <laughs> and we became friends after that. Like, we were friends and everything was fine. But it was just, like, weird. Um, I'm rambling. Sorry. But then I decided that I, like, solely prefer women, and I was, like, identifying as lesbian, and I'm not interested in cis men at all, but then I found D, and D is non-binary, transitioning to, um, like, they, he, pronoun thing, like, kind of trying it out, but that was never something that I had even thought about, is, like, being with someone that is non-binary, and so this has been a whole new journey for me, it's been a whole new journey for them, it's been so amazing, though, like, this has been a like smooth good process like learning more about the community and things has been amazing I found hopefully my life partner like they're amazing um so yeah that's that's kind of like my whole like brief story about things I guess um if you guys want to listen to how D and I actually like met and how like that whole relationship started uh you guys can go listen to the episode about relationship with D there's a two-parter so you get to hear our story in two different ways which is super fun um, but yeah, my story was a little bit hectic. Most people don't have that crazy of a story. Like, they might have someone that, like, rejects them or, like, tells them, like, 
you can't be gay. I had that. I didn't share it, though, because, like, I just don't feel like it was really relevant to me. For some people, that was, like, a defining moment for them. But, like, I had, like, a guy come up to me and be like, hey, you want to go out with me? And I was like, sorry, I have a girlfriend. And he was like, oh, my God, you need to go to church and pray the gay away. And I was like, um, no, thanks. Bye. And it, like, didn't really phase me. I was just like, whatever. But for others, like, it could have been worse. Like, I was outed to my entire school, which kind of sucked. Um, but, like, I don't know. It kind of just depends with haters and stuff. I didn't really have any, like, crazy haters, but you never know. So, you always got to be careful around people coming out. And then my biggest advice for people when someone comes out to you or whatever, do not tell them that you knew even if you did. Don't do it. Because <sighs> when you tell someone that they basically did not keep their identity a secret good enough, it makes them feel like crap. Like, I came out to my friends before I started dating my first girlfriend and they were like, oh yeah, we knew or I know or whatever. And I was like, what? Like, no, you didn't. Like, the rumors had died down by that time. That was, like, two years later. It was, like, how did you know that I was gay? And they were, like, I could just tell. I don't care if you could tell if it was very obvious that they were gay. Act surprised. Like, it just makes that person feel a lot better about themselves when they're, like, okay, I did do a good job keeping the secret and then I came out when I was ready. But if they know that everyone around them already knew that they were gay, it makes them feel really insecure about themselves. And that's personally how I felt. I know that's how other people have felt, too. So, just don't do it. But yeah, that's like my whole story. That was like a little bit of advice. Whoa, words. That was a little bit of advice wrapped in there. But mm, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any questions for me about that. You can like DM me and let me know. I can answer them on a future episode if I really like need to or whatever. But yeah, so now we can jump into the pronouns section of today's episode. So, pronouns are often used in introductions or when referring to someone during a conversation. And pronouns help by knowing how someone can be addressed in any given situation. And this is why I introduce myself in every, like, the beginning of every episode. I'll be like, hey guys, my name is Marissa Hagler. My pronouns are she, her. And that is because if I ever have a guest on the episode or anything that might go by pronouns different than what they may look like, I want everyone to know that. So, even if, like, my pronouns are she, her, you would look at me and be like, she's, like, a she. You might look at someone else and be like, oh, she is a she and they would be a they or whatever. And, like, it's very, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, like, kind of giving you, like, less value than others when you are, like, mis, like, gendered, mispronounced, all of that. So, I just kind of wanted to touch on a little bit that has to do with pronouns. So, the pronouns being, like, he, him, his, uh, she, her, hers, they, them, theirs. Um, then there's, like, z, zir, zirs. It's, like, with, like, Z-E or, like, the X-E. Like, those are another one that kind of go by, like, non-binary. And then there's, like, she-they or he-they. Like, you can combine them. It's kind of up to you. Or you could just say, like, just my name. Like, I don't want to be identified by she, he, they, any of it. I just want you to use my name. And that's something that a lot of people actually do, which I did not realize. But I think that that's awesome, too. Like, just don't use pronouns in general. Just, like, go by my name. Like, just call me Marissa. Don't say that I'm a she or a he or a they. Like, just say Marissa. So, here are, like, a few ways where you could be more inclusive and infirming when someone, like, needs to share their pronouns or anything. So, like, share your pronouns when you introduce yourself to someone new. And, like, this should just become a common thing where I can be like, hey, my name is Marissa. Nice to meet you. I use she, her pronouns. Great. There's no miscommunication. But if you just say, like, hey, my name is Adam, and that's it, but you go by, like, they, she, or, like, they, them pronouns or whatever, like, 
the person in front of you may assume that you identify as a male and use he him pronouns which is going to like disvalue you so introducing yourself with your pronouns even if it may be obvious if you're like cisgendered and for anyone that doesn't know what cisgendered means it's like cis gendered um it just means that you were born in the gender that you say that you are so like i am a cisgendered female because i was born female and i identify as female so working on like introducing yourself with pronouns will help because maybe you don't identify as the gender that you were born as and it makes it easier for people to understand what you do identify as it's also nice to include your pronouns in like signatures for like your emails or on tags at events or like in your zoom name or on your social media i know um i think it's instagram yeah Yes. Instagram. (laughs) I don't use social media as much as I used to. Oh my gosh. Um, Instagram will allow you to put like she, her, or like whatever your pronouns may be into your bio on Instagram. I've seen quite a few people recently that just don't have that. And I would recommend you put your bios, like in your bios, you put like your pronouns. It's just helpful. It makes everyone feel more comfortable. Just do it. And then when addressing people in a group, whose pronouns may have not been, like, shared at all. You could use gender-neutral languages. So, like, siblings, students, all, folks. Instead of saying, like, guys or whatever, like, don't say guys, don't say sir, don't say brothers and sisters, like, just say siblings. That would be a huge help. There's, like, a lot of little things that you can do, and those are just a few of them. But, yeah. Let's take a break from all of the crazy information, because I know that it's, like, a lot, and it's probably getting, like, really boring, and you might not have even listened this far, but if you have thanks for listening this far. (laughs) Um, Next, I'm gonna kind of just like answer a few questions that have been asked. So, let's get into that. So, the first one is, at what age do people know that they're a part of the community? So, many people report being aware of their orientation as like young children or like well before their first sexual experience. So, like just because it may be your sexual orientation doesn't mean that it was like a sexual awakening for you. Like, you didn't go have sex with someone and decide that that was the gender you didn't want to be with, you know? Like, little kids figure out their genders or their sexual orientations when they're young, you know? So, don't assume that someone is too young or too old to come out as a part of the community. The next question is, how many people are a part of the community? And it's approximately, like, 5 to 10% of the general population identifies as a part of the community, which I feel like needs to be updated because I know so many people that have come out in the last few years and I feel like this statistic is not as relevant as it should be. Like 5 to 10%, no. Like 30 to 40% at least of the population I think is probably a part of the community even if they're not fully out yet. But yeah, which is about, oh, I don't remember what number it is. I'm gonna have to look it up and post on my Instagram because it's still a lot of people that you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's that many people. Like, it's still, it, like, saying 5 to 10% sounds, like, really small, but, like, it's a huge amount of people. So, yeah. Um, I also wrote down a couple facts that I wanted to kind of put out there. Um, 42% of people who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community report living in an unwelcoming environment. I personally don't live in an unwelcoming environment, but almost half of the people in the community do. So, that's something that needs to change. There's also 80% of gay and lesbian youth report severe social isolation and not feeling welcome because of their social identity, which is insane to me. And 6 out of 10 LGBT students report feeling unsafe at school because of their sexual orientation. So, 
You can definitely encourage your classmates to accept LGBT students by promoting your views on social media. So, like, posting things for the Trevor Project and other identifying communities that support the LGBTQ plus brand and community. Like, there are ways for you to spread the word and share the love, and I highly recommend that you look into it. Like, go share something right now. Literally, pause what you're doing, pause the episode, or keep the episode going. I don't really care. Um, But go like repost something for pride month even if pride month is over by the time you're listening to this like just go find a fact find something or even just create something for yourself and repost it or i will have pride stuff all over my instagram on both my main account and the podcast account so go repost one of my things because let's be honest i am spread by word of mouth and i would love for you guys to support small businesses but yeah Um, Another one is that in 2013, 92% of adults who are LGBT said that they believe society has become more accepting of them in the last 10 years, which is so amazing. Like, that's 92% since in 2013. So, since then, I'm hoping that it's only grown more because, like, you know, everyone is becoming more accepting. Everyone's kind of realizing that that might be who they are as well. Like, it's very exciting to me seeing how much the world has grown even in the last few years that I have become a part of the community. So it's very exciting. The next one is that young people who are part of the community who are quote unquote out to their immediate families report feeling happier than those who aren't. I could agree with this even if it wasn't a statistic. Like it's like a weight is lifted off of your shoulders when you come out as whatever you are. It's just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so welcoming and so loving. And even if your family isn't always welcoming and accepting, Having that weight lifted off your shoulders feels better because you can be who you are even if you're not accepted in your home, like you're accepted at school or you're accepted with your friends or whoever you're accepted with. You feel better knowing you can just go out and be yourself in public and not worry about it getting back to somebody that you don't want to know. Like, I am openly out, openly proud, super excited to be part of this community, and I just hope that other people get the courage to get out too. I think... It's also crazy that in some places like like Jamaica, it's still illegal to be a gay man and it can literally result in up to 10 years of jail time. And a lot of these places will like ban men from being gay, but there haven't been any laws about women. So this is one time where women being excluded is actually a good thing because there aren't any laws against being lesbian in those countries. But like it's 2022 and there are still laws against being gay. Like, are you kidding me? It's just it's so interesting to me especially since, like, it's bad for a man, but it's not bad for a woman, or at least, like, it's frowned upon for a woman in those places, but it's not an actual law like it is for men. That's where men have drawn the short straw, to say the least, so that's kind of crazy. To finish things off, I really just want to talk about being an ally and how being an ally can be important and what you can do. So, when it comes to being an ally, being someone that supports the community but doesn't define themselves as a part of the community, it means, like, you have the ability to stand up for someone that's in the community and you don't have the backlash of what it does to you. So a couple things you can do. You can recognize how negative social stereotypes and unconscious beliefs can be harmful. You can also be intentional about being inclusive and avoid making assumptions about others' identities, which is like the thing with the pronouns where like you will ask people what their pronouns are or whatever, whatever. And then 
definitely sharing and teaching what you've learned to help others grow is going to be awesome. And being active, like 24-7, 365, like this is a job that you do all the time. This is a job where you are defending people all the time. You are standing up for people all the time. This isn't like a, okay, I get off the clock at five. Like always stand up for someone, even if it's not your fight to fight. Like pull yourself into that, stand up for them, show what you believe, Oh my God, the dogs are barking. <laughs> um, my cat, you'll probably see this video on my Instagram, but my cat killed a mouse and she's eating it outside and she's an outside cat. So I kind of just have to like, oops, I kind of have to like let her do her thing. So I can't like do anything about it. So the dogs are barking at her, but it's okay. Basically to finish this off, I just want to say what effective allies are, but they're invested in expanding their own knowledge. They're willing to show up as a positive role model for their peers and able to thoughtfully listen and center voices that need to be heard. It's also coming into being ready to participate in work required to be an ally because there's obviously a clear stake at the issue and just kind of like jab at it as you can. But yeah, <laughs> I know that this is like a lot and I appreciate you all listening as far as you have. It does feel like a lot, but like, trust me, you are not alone. If you need anything, please reach out. Remember that you did the best you could today. That's all you can ask of yourself. You matter. And I will see you guys next time. Happy Pride. Hey!